Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Milwaukee, start your engines. It's time to talk about all things racing. NASCAR, IndyCar, sports cars, and Formula One. This is the Final Inspection Show, presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Now, here's your host, Steve Zaki. And welcome to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you, of course, by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Make sure to check out greatlakesdragway.com or Great Lakes Dragway. On Facebook for all the latest updates. It's a beautiful day, so get out to the quarter mile drag strip. Just a burnout west of I-94. And, of course, David Hobbs Honda for the best in new and used automobiles. Check out David Hobbs for all, not only a Honda, but a quality used car. So check them out at davidhobbs.com. And, uh, of course, the big news. uh, And uh, anybody who was around on Thursday, it was like, whoa, wait, 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 what's going on? Yeah. uh, Jeff Orlowski, of course, joining me. And what was your uh, what was your first thoughts when you heard about the Dale Earnhardt Jr. plane crash? Well, uh, you know, just thankful that him, his family, everybody on that on board that plane is okay and uh, and gonna recover. That uh, you want to talk about a scary situation. That uh, it doesn't get much scarier than that. And then you see the videos and. Uh, you know, you see the plane just burst into flames and just, uh, you know, makes you realize how uh, how quick it could all just go away. Yeah, and, and it's one of those situations, it was, just a, it was such a fluid situation you hear, you know, how many times have we heard erroneous information? Well, no, they're okay, or, you know, it, get, it gets worse. And, and you looked at that, you're like, well, okay. Uh, they walked away, but then you hear, well, he's being hospitalized, you know, and, and it's one of those things where, you know, oh yeah, they're fine, and then you hear, well, actually, no, they're actually hurt or whatever. And you, you know, at that time, we didn't know. So yeah, it was a scary, scary situation for those of us who remember uh, April first, nineteen ninety-three. It was even kind of, uh, you know, more bad thoughts. And which uh, Cal Petty mentioned yesterday, uh, you know, because it's flying, flying into Bristol. And that's where Alan Kowicki was flying into uh, when that situation happened and, you know, devastating for Wisconsin and, and, and fans across the country, basically of Alan Kowicki. It was such a feel good story in NASCAR at that point. And so it harkened back, brought back a lot of bad memories and just, uh, thankful that, yeah, that the Earnhardt family, uh, the two pilots and the dog and, and, uh, his, his daughter were able to escape. Uh, you know, just, it's kind of frustrating though, when, when you see, you know, when you're looking up information on it and you see, you, know, you shake your head. You know, I, I've never claimed to be a Dave Coleman. You know, I, I hold Dave Coleman and guys like that. You know, those are guys that are professionals. They're really, they've been in it. And, uh, you know, uh, but when you see racing websites saying, you know, cause of Earnhardt crash release, no, no, 
It was a preliminary report. Right. Uh, and and, and any, anybody that follows, you know, I have, I, I guess, I don't want to call it a macabre, but I always find interesting. I find how they able to di- how, how they dissect the NSDB and how they're able to dissect plane crashes interesting in itself. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a science and there's there's a there's a series on the Smithsonian channel that deals with it. They dive into it. It it yeah, I guess it's a little morbid, but I mean from that there are so many improvements in safety that are made. And un, uh, unfortunately, you know, in the past, you know, people have died, but from that, you know, how many untold more get saved you're right and there's a, you know there's been situations where airplanes there's a de- they find a defect or something and they fixed it you know and they fix it you know case in point that uh i think it was the dc-10 that crashed in iowa it had a improper um what the heck was it rotor something with the rotor or something and, and it was cracked and f- they found that out they checked a few other dc-10s and found it and who knows what would happen to those planes. Right. So, I mean, it's situations like that. So I always find it, find it interesting. So when I hear people, the oh, cause of Earnhardt crash, no, it's not. It's a preliminary report. The NSTB mo- moves in, they check it, they get all the information they can, and then they'll say, okay, this is the situation that we're at, and we're going to continue to study it. So what happened, apparently, it's a Cessna Citation twin engine, private jet, you know, cor- your typical prototypical corporate jet. Uh, you say corporate jet, it looks like a corporate jet. So it's a smaller jet, and uh, it came in. Apparently, it bounced twice. Now, this is another thing I heard. I heard some people re- writing, well, it came in for a firm landing. Well, if you pr- just, okay, if you press something and it bounces twice, is that a firm substance or no. an item? No. Okay, so don't just call it a firm landing and say, you know, I'm not, no, I'm not blaming the pilots. I'm just stating this is what they said it bounced twice and the second time it the the right landing gear collapsed and you cause what is usually a ground loop and depending on the speed it continues down and then it'll spin on that's what happened that's what appears what happened to the Cessna citation broke through a fence and with with some of these airports there's roads right next to it we actually got onto the road a little bit and yeah it's one of these things well thankfully you know it didn't hit a car because that's happened in the past and uh um, it, 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 you know, another time of the day, you know, it could have been, if it was a little bit later or earlier, you know, there could have been a lot more cars on there regarding schools and whatnot in the area. So with people shuttling the children around and whatnot. So yeah, thankful, you know, there's, there's no, no fatalities in it. I mean, anytime you have a, a crash and that much fire in that, and there's no fatalities and, and no serious injuries, it's a blessing. So, uh, thankful that Earnhardt and, and he, yes, he took the week. He's taking a week off, and he might be taking a couple weeks off. So it'll be interesting to see if, you know, him wanting to jet around, you know, because it's, it's, it's not him all the time. It's the wife. What does the wife say? Right. Does, is your wife saying, honey, okay, we survived this plane crash. Do you really think you need to be jutting around to all the radio stuff? Who knows what's going to happen? But, uh, yeah, thankful that uh, Earnhardt Jr. And, and, and everybody's safe. It's, like I said, it's a scary situation. And uh, what happens is, is is you get a fuel leak in that, and it, it goes up. It, it certainly did. You know, and Earnhardt's in a very enviable position because it's not like he needs the money. 
Right. He does not need to well, sit there and call these races. He said for he money. really enjoys it. I, I like doing this. He likes staying in it. That's where his friends are. He's been in it all his life, and I totally understand that. He wants to be. You know, he still want to be part of the action, and plus, you know, he's got he's got teams and that. So it's like, yeah, I, you got to want to stay a part of it. But. Well, yeah, you know, but uh, but he doesn't need to do it. So if uh, if the missus says, nope, that's it, you're done. Then you know we'll see. You know he he's quit before, uh, I, but I will tell you this, and you know, uh, you, you anybody listening can write this down. Uh, it's the seventeenth of August, twelve oh nine p.m. Here, Kyle Petty did do a really good job. Yeah, uh, with uh, you know relating it to when he got the news about Alan Kowicki. Oh, you saw that then? Yeah, yeah. You know, given. You know, given kind of a, uh, a just he did a great job of explaining his feelings and his thoughts uh, live on air, you know, while while asked about it last night. And, you know, I, obviously I, I'm not a Kyle Petty fan, but, uh, you know, kudos to him. And, and that was great to hear. You could hear the emotion in his mm-hmm. voice. You knew it wasn't. You know, it wasn't just a bunch of BS, and it wasn't something that was written down and pre-planned. It was completely uh, authentic and off the cuff, and he meant every word of it. And uh, it was refreshing to see and refreshing to hear. It certainly was. And, uh, yeah, it, it's scary, scary situation, and it brings back a lot. It brought back a lot of bad memories, and, it, you know, you just, you know, I I did like this quote that the mayor who was all over TV, <laughs> but I uh, I always I I and this is how I kind of look at things. He says, as bad as this accident was, there were a lot of good things that happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of these people, maybe because it's my background or what. Yeah, okay, you have a bad situation, but what what there are things that sometimes can go right, and this is one of them. You know, and the. I don't know as a comedian or what, but, you know, there, there's a case where your bad luck changes instantly to good luck. You know, okay, he, I'm, in a, I'm in a car accident. You know, I got T-boned, and the car went right over the top of me. But, you know, then, then your bad luck switches to good luck because I was able to duck or, or the car, you know, you know, the airbag went off, protected me. You know, so there's, there's, you know, there's an instant where you got a bad situation. This happens all the time in racing. Where guys, you know, like the guy that flipped on uh, in the, in the sprint car in Iowa, flipped on top of the fence. Yeah, yeah bad luck, but you know, could have some, been worse. It, exactly. So yeah, you know, uh, uh, it's thankfully I, I just leave it at this. You know, he's safe. You know, and and NASCAR dodgeable because if 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 that thing would have went Ooh. bad, that would have been rough for NASCAR. Yeah. It would have. It would have been really bad. And, uh, you know, like you said, thankfully it wasn't any worse than it was. Aside from the earner thing, we're not saying that, you know, of course. I'm just saying if it was a bad situation. Because this is uh, – Earnhardt is, is an icon yeah. for NASCAR. And, and people – I mean, you he's a, he's a likable guy. You know, you watch his, his shows on, on the downloads and that. Oh, I was listening to the Dale Download the other day. Okay. And and before they brought in Dave Marcus, I talked about it last week about Dave Marcus. And he's, he's going, yeah, you know, I'm on 
I'm on, I'm checking Twitter, and uh, people are complaining about my high pitched voice. <laughs> Dale ah, Jr. says that. Yes. Nice. And how me and Jeff, we sound the same. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. So he is aware of it. Now he kind of said, "Well, I'm not going to change how I do things." But then a little bit later, he says, "Well, I'm kind of working on it, and I'm trying, you know." But he says, "When I see something on when it happening in front of me, I get excited." So, you know, he's he's so I guess they're aware of it. But I I thought that was hilarious. I thought of you right away. I thought, oh yeah, Jeff should be hearing this. You know. Yeah, no, that is funny, and you know it. That's why Dale is likable because right. you know there's nothing he can do about his voice. Yeah, you know it didn't change like us, <laughs> the rest of us, uh, you know whose voices tend to uh, to drop in uh, you know what fifth, sixth, seventh grade. So you know it didn't happen for him. And uh, but the fact that you know he can sit there and take it in stride and kind of joke about it and all that, you know that's one of the reasons why he's so likable and. Uh, you know, the obviously the other is the last name, but uh, yeah. you know, good for him, good for his whole family. You know, just what an awful, absolutely awful situation that yeah. could have been, and just such a tragedy, just averted. So, just thankful that everybody's all right. Well, speaking of Bristol, there's a lot of good things about Bristol. One of them was the race last night, and I also want to talk about the truck race too. So, we got a lot of things coming up on the show today. So we'll be talking Bristol coming up next on the final inspection show. And coming up at the bottom of the hour, we'll be talking to Dennis Michelson from D-Mike Media. And at the top of the hour, hour number two, we'll hear from Robbie Gordon, Stadium Trucks, Stadium Super Truck Series, uh, which is coming to Road America next week, NASCAR weekend. Do and not miss that. Yeah, it is It is a spectacular show. Those, those of us who saw it last year, you know, I mean, it's must-see TV, so... And uh, like I said, it, uh, and you'll hear it during the interview, TV does not do it justice. No, it doesn't. You need to see the stadium super trucks live to, you know, you just have to. It uh, What what you see on YouTube and TV, yes, it looks it's cool It's cool, as hell, but it's, yeah, it's even better in person. It ain't nothing like seeing it in uh, in person. Right. And then, uh, of course, the IndyCars are in Pocono, and uh, lots, uh, lots happening, and uh, we're F1 is in their summer holiday. We'll be talking to Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com, getting uh, you caught up with the latest in, in uh, F1, the silly season, what's going on there, and where drivers may be moving moving to. Also, Monterey is happening this weekend. Monterey Historics. And uh, anybody who's been out there, it is a very special event. But not only that, because the auctions are out there. It's where the movers and shakers are. And 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 right now, I, I, probably 5% of the hottest cars in the world most expensive cars that are in the world are there and are available for sale if you want it for the right price. So I want to uh, talk about Monterey a little bit and uh, with uh, Eddie Lapine coming up next or uh, in the next hour on the final inspection show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove along with David Hobbs Honda. This is Final Inspection with Steve Zockey. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show. 
Brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. This is what you've been waiting for. Yes, it's the all-out nitrous street, street car brawl. Uh, gates had opened up at 9 o'clock today. Eliminations at 3. The features show at 5. Spectators, $25. Kids, 10 through 15, $10. And, of course, as always, kids under age 9 are free. So, uh, fun racing. Uh, and uh, it's, it's, it's a very, very cool event. Lots of... Uh, Lots of action on the track and, of course, off the track, too, at Great Lakes Dragway. Make sure you check it out. And also, let's not forget, it's time It's time once again for the 13th Annual Perkins Restaurant and Bakeries Fan Charity Golf Outing to benefit Give Kids the World. Coming up on September 25th at the beautiful Western Lakes Golf Club in Pewaukee. Or it, it's your chance to golf with us guys from the fan and other local celebrities. So for just $125 for a great day of golfing, we'll provide breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So you get breakfast from Perkins, good stuff there. Lunch from Robert's Specialty Meats, fantastic. Hello. You don't have to worry about your carb count. And, of course, dinner with Saz's Barbecue, the best legendary Saz's. So you get all the details now and sign up at 1057fmthefan.com. So looking forward to that. Speaking of looking forward, uh, you know, as fans of racing, and especially NASCAR, we, of course, always appreciate Bristol. And uh, last night, it did not disappoint, did it? No. And, uh, you know, again, hopefully you guys are sitting down listening out there. But the Xfinity race last night was phenomenal. Well, I, let me start off. I, I was like, I tune in, and I'm like, oh, no. Kyle Busch is in it. Oh, no. You know, and here we saw, you know, Mid Ohio last week was spectacular, and, and and the guys are, you know, you're like, okay, you're starting to know these guys, yeah, okay, this is great. You're kind of, you got a thing going on with the playoffs, okay, I can kind of get into this. These are young kids, you want to see them succeed, and this, and you see Kyle Busch, and, like, oh, and then he wins stage one. Oh, Joey Logano, and then Kyle Busch wins Eric stage Jones. two. Well, then, then, then you see the the accident. Like, oh, Eric Jones is out. Logano's out. Okay, cool. All right. Oh, Kyle Busch, he's dominating. Ah, he's but the racing is great mm -hmm. behind, and then you're like, what's 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 up with Kyle Busch? Is that a tire rubbing? What he must have gotten? No, that ain't a tire. That's the engine. Wait, wait, he's gonna win stage two. What? You blow it up. <laughs> Have you ever seen that before? A guy wins a guy wins stage two. It pulls off the track. Yeah. Blown up. Yeah, gets the green and white checkered flag and goes straight to the garage and his day is over. You know, uh, I don't root for Kyle Busch. I don't really root against Kyle Busch. I think he's obviously phenomenal for NASCAR. But I don't like him in the Xfinity Series, right? Well, yeah, I don't like him in the Xfinity Series. But, you know, he's good at what he does, and he rubs people the wrong way, brings a lot of excitement, a lot of storylines to the sport. So I think it's great. But, man, I was cheering like crazy when he went and parked his car in a garage after thinking? that stage two win. Great. Here we go. Let, now, the, let the boys yeah, yeah. run. Now it's, a, now it's an Xfinity race. Yep. It's not a Cowboys charity race. Yeah. Even though the racing has been good, uh -huh. a lot of stuff going on. Guys, you know, it's it's like, okay, I can get now I can really get into this. I was getting into it before, but now I'm even more so because now you eliminated the Kyle Bush factor. 
How bad did you feel for Justin Allgaier? Well, I'm thinking, okay, Justin, you know, you've been struggling. You've just, it's like, okay, but this is his track. Yeah. You know, as much as, as as somebody kind of in a situation where he's not, he's, he's, he's not in a Penske car, but he's in a good car. I, I kind of liken him to the, the Xfinity series of Ricky Stenhouse because it kind of right. came up through the same way, uh, same part of the, you know, I guess, you know, central United States, I guess, if you want to call it. But, you know, kind of like, you know, dirt guy, but, you know, like, like they both love Bristol. They yep. both kind of excel at the super speedways too. But you're thinking, okay, well, he's at his best track. This is, he's running well. So, well, let's see what the other guys do. And, and, and things are falling. I mean, it, it's not like he's running away like Kyle Busch was. He's, you know, so it's still a competitive race, but you're thinking, okay, if he plays his cards right, he should win this race. Yeah. And then he's going to get into the playoffs, and he should be, you know, okay, this is how <laughs> you're thinking. You're kind of thinking ahead, okay, this is how it should work out. Right. And then the tire goes down. Yeah. Yeah, he had a huge lead with, what, 13 laps to go? Yeah, and then finally, yeah, he's, it's okay. Now I'm feeling good, feeling good, and it's like. Uh-oh. And then you got Tyler Reddick, who just was garbage. Yeah. Most of the race. Start couldn't get out of his own way. Just pit road drives to the front, pit road penalty, yeah. goes to the back again. Just struggling, just you know wins the race. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was unreal. It was unreal. We talked last week. Um the Xfinity series, you know, they uh Rick Ware racing. They were going to oh, have the most yes. beautiful car on the face of the planet running. <laughs> the Slayer car. And uh, if you watched the race last night, there was no Slayer car. Uh, and so Rick Ra- uh, Ware Racing, they released the announcement that uh, their uh, partnership with Slayer uh, for the race at Bristol, uh, they had one. Uh, and there were no contracts or money exchanged between the two partners. Um, unfortunately, and this is a quote, Slayer's brand image and beliefs and Rick Ware Racing <laughs> and our longtime partner's image and beliefs do not align. We thought it best to forego the partnership. Uh, Rick Ware Racing wishes nothing but the best to Slayer and their fans and wishes the band a successful final world tour. Meanwhile, week, me- week. Meanwhile, you have Brett Moffat winning the night before with a mugshot as big as you can get. On the hood of Junior Johnson when he got busted for moonshine running. Yeah. <laughs> Un- unreal. Absolutely unreal. Never been more disappointed. I immediately unfollowed so, Rick Ware on, okay. on Twitter and all that. Moonshine, okay. Yeah. Slayer, not uh, Heavy okay. metal, not. Right. Okay, we got, that, we got that straightened out in yeah. the world of NASCAR. Yeah, unreal. And for the longest time. Hard liquor was not allowed as a sponsor up until a few years ago. Right. Right. Now, you can't put a cigarette on a car. You can't have Marlboro all over IndyCar. Uh, R.J. Reynolds can't sponsor anything anymore. Right. But, you know, beer's always been okay. But you can have moonshine. Now you can have hard liquor, moonshine. Midnight, Midnight Moon, I think it's called, or something. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, uh, well, who's the guy that tried uh, having one of those uh, marijuana dispensaries uh, had a sticker that he was yes. going to put on his car uh, that they said no to? So, 
Have that any... was there was one though in Imza. Was Imza, there? Imza had a one. So heavy metal and weed are no good in uh, in in racing, but but any kind of liquor yeah. have hard liquor now, yeah, yeah, including Junior Johnson's mugshot, who was pardoned by Bush or Reagan. I think maybe maybe it could have been even Carter. I know he's been pardoned on that. So yeah, that's been expunged from his records, even though the mugshot is. I don't know. Truck of uh, Brett Moffitt, who won the Uno 200 NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series at Bristol Thursday night. Yeah, go figure. Ooh. But that was I like disappointing. Brett and JJ Yaley finished 16th yesterday, so I was disappointed in that once uh, oh. Slayer was off the car. I hope he'd finish dead last. Chandler Smith, too, in the 51 truck. Now, that's a darn good truck, but he finished second. He's been tearing it up in the Arca Series. Yeah, and and he had a chance. I mean, if he wanted to, he could have take he could have taken Brett Moffitt out. Now I'm sure because the playoffs are going on and everything, you know, NASCAR would not look. At, <laughs> we don't look kindly on that. But, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, he raced clean, but he still got a second place finish. Pretty impressive. Uh, Ross Chastain, uh, the human battery and ram, is uh, finished third. Stuart Friesen was. Uh, fourth with Grant Infinger, Mr. Steady, is, who will probably win the championship, I think, but uh, was fifth. Sheldon Creed and Matt Crafton, Ben Rhodes. Todd Gilliland, I, I don't know what's going on. We we need to, we, we could spend a whole segment on Todd Gilliland. We're not going to do that today. Austin Hill, who I'm sorry, I just don't like because he pushed Brett Moffitt out of the 16 car, but that's another story. It's money, I know. And uh, he finished 10th, though. But uh, good to see Brett Moffitt in victory lane again. Ross Chastain, what's your opinion on him briefly in 30 seconds? Mm. Yeah. You know. Uh, I mean, he's not making friends. He's he's this new type of driver who's banging in everybody. I don't care. And NASCAR doesn't police it. So they're like, okay, well, so what? But the peers don't like him. Well. He's uh, going to get his, and uh, eventually. you know the payback will come. Well, I always said is that. Gonna, is it going to come during the playoffs? Maybe not, but it's going to come. I said that Joey Logano was not going to win a championship. He was never going to win because what he did to Ken Seth, and nobody was going to let him do that, especially with the way he'd been running. But apparently he ran good enough uh, during the year. He didn't piss anybody off too much that they were he won the championship. When he, you know, so, I mean. Yeah, who knows? What NASCAR says and what they do sometimes. The drivers policing themselves is sometimes. Two totally know. different things. Yes, it is. But, yeah, that was a lot of fun last night at the Xfinity race. So, uh, even though I still can't believe we won that race. Talk about a gift. Oh, you know, that that was Christmas in the middle of August right there. Uh, you know, you want to talk about lucky. You know, not the best car didn't win. No. The second best car didn't win. Probably the third best car didn't win. Well, and you'll you, you'll see that with a gas mileage race, you know, Michigan or Pocono sometimes, you know, right. and you can kind of see it coming. But and this was like boom! Holy cow, he's gonna win this thing. Oh, I know, I know. That was nuts. Wildly entertaining. So that was uh, it was a fun night last night. Yeah, it was. So, all right, let's take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're gonna talk to Dennis Michelson. DMAC Media, get the latest from him, and we'll talk more NASCAR coming up next on the Final Inspection Show. <laughs> 
Final Inspection. Final Inspection. Now, Dennis Michelson of D-Mike Media is here to give us the inside track on NASCAR and the world of short track racing. And welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by Legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, along with David Hobbs Honda and the man said, Den- joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, it is Dennis Michelson. Welcome to the show, Dennis. Mr. Z, how's it going today? Fantastic. Beautiful day. It is nice in the Midwest here. And uh, we got racing tonight, and it's going to be Denny Hamlin on the pole for the 59th Annual Bass Pro Shops NRA Night Race at Bristol. And... Uh, Denny Hamlin is quietly putting together a pretty decent season. Interesting since uh, I remember in February talking about him, wondering, uh, is he going to keep that 11 ride? And then he goes out and wins the Daytona 500. He's winning races. Now he's on the pole again. And uh, what, 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 what do you think about old Denny Hamlin there? He is going to be the, uh, the free agent domino that everybody is waiting to see what happens with him because – if he were to leave for a different ride and take some sponsorship with him, which he could do, then all of a sudden Eric Jones is safer at, at Joe Gibbs Racing, maybe. Or, you know, it just it's going to be a big fall of the dominoes once uh, it is decided what Denny Hamlin's doing. And with Denny Hamlin having so many sponsors that are loyal to him and not the team, that puts him in a very interesting situation right now. But I'm sure, you know, with Toyota and that, I mean, and plus the team he's with at this point, why would you leave? Well, who knows? You know, maybe he gets a better deal. Maybe he gets a better cut of the sponsor money that he's able to bring with. You know, it's it's not always about performance with these guys. No, Sometimes unfortunately, true. Yeah. Who's going to get the most money out of the deal and, you know, that's he's getting up to that age where he's looking at, well, maybe this is my last big contract. Mm-hmm. So he might be looking for some guarantees of money and guarantees of security that Joe Gibbs Racing right now isn't willing to give him. Um, that's And that's all speculation. I have no idea what is going on over there. Um, you know, the only one that it seems logical is that that Christopher Bell is moving up, but who he's going to be replacing, that's the big mystery right now. Well, it seems to be Eric yeah. Jones, but you know, mm. that would be the logical move. But when have when have you seen logic and NASCAR go hand to hand? I think personally, I think it's gonna be status quo and Christopher Bell being the ninety five. I don't think they're gonna bounce down Eric Jones. Unless unless the sponsor says, Oh, who do you rather have? I mean, I mean, you know. Uh, well, that could be their game plan right now because they might be assuming that everything's going to go well with Denny Hamlin. But what if all of a sudden one of the other big boys in town throws a deal out there to Denny Hamlin, hey, if you can bring FedEx and, you know, this other sponsorship with you, here's how much you're going to get out of it. If it blows him away, why wouldn't he move and take those sponsors with them? I think um, that's that's I, the big big dollar ninety eight story you know question right now, and you know all the, the is logical is that Hamlin stays, 
Yeah. You know, and, and, but again, logic and NASCAR don't exactly go hand to hand, but I, I agree with you. The, the most logical, um, after we saw Guido exiting his ride over at the 95 after this year, um, is that, that that's where they're going to stash Eric Jones. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, if, if let's say Hamlin would leave, I think the only place that would be that he would be interested in going because it's a cool place, and that would be Stuart Haas. Yeah, it's a very big possibility, you know. And and the, these contracts are crazy, though. They're all intertwined, and right. you know everything that that uh, you know that we would think would make sense. We don't know, you know, twenty percent of what's going on, and. It, the reason we don't know is because they want to keep it all secret so they don't uh, lose out. But um, I just have a feeling there's going to be one of these moves this year that makes us all go, hmm, didn't see that one coming. Well, and that's the 14 car, I think, at this point. I'm wondering, you know, where's Boyer going to go? Yeah, that's a that's a big question there. And, again, it's a guy who has some sponsorship loyalty to him, but not much. And so he's in that ride based on his talent. Is well, he performing as well as he could? No. All the teams are taking a big pay cut next year as the sponsor money drops again. So teams are going to be looking for more sponsorship money. So that puts a guy like Clint Boyer sort of, you know, maybe on the outside looking in. I don't know. It's it again. So much of what is going on in today's NASCAR is kept so much tighter to the belt than it was, say, 10 years ago. 10 years ago, you walk around the track and you hear all kinds of rumors. Now nobody is willing to speak to anybody. And that's why the first, you know, we do see surprises now because the NASCAR media basically takes whatever they're mm-hmm. spoon-fed by the PR guys, right. and that's their level of, of reporting nowadays. There's there's not a little, you know, not as much hardcore, you know, behind the scenes, this guy is only getting this story and nobody else is sort of stuff that, like it used to be back in the day when you had, you know, six to eight, you know, outlets that covered every single race and were at every single race. You didn't get the digital PR releases. You got so handed to you in a, on a piece of paper. And sometimes the teams did pick and choose who were, who was going to get those juicy stories. Well, and I think that's part of the problem in today's NASCAR, Dennis, is that, you know, you look at all every single one of the, the TV commentators and the NASCAR shows that are on the, the various cable channels, and they're all – one million percent pro NASCAR. Everything NASCAR decides is, you know, the gold standard. The be- everything's going to be the best it's ever going to be. The car tomorrow was great, and it's gonna be such a great, wonderful addition to the sport. Everything is wonderful. Uh, and then you look at at NASCAR Twitter, and everybody just sounds like uh, like a cranky old man. Uh, get off my lawn. Everything sucks. And NASCAR, well, you know, you can't please everybody. You know, the it's just it's just these guys. But, you know, I think the Twitter negativity comes in part because of how over-the-top positive everybody else is when it comes to, you know, the big broadcasts uh, for NASCAR. Well, it's not just the big broadcast. Most of the, the weekly reporters that you see there at the track 
are only covering the sport because their website or their uh, their publication is spot is getting sponsored by NASCAR. So NASCAR's paying a lot of money for some advertising, but part of that advertising is coverage of the sport. So it's very weird how every part of NASCAR has gotten really dependent on every other part of NASCAR. It wasn't that way back in the day when you had two or three different syndicated pages that were out there in all the newspapers. Monty Dutton did one, and, you know, AP did another one, and you had all these different outlets. You had about eight different people and, and publications that were at the track every single week. It didn't matter if the race was in Phoenix. You know, the, the Daytona local paper was sending a reporter out there. Now you don't see local reporters out there or, or local reporters from other localities. All you see are whoever's in town. So this week you're not going to see anybody as far as a newspaper there with the exception of, you know, the newspapers that are within about 50 to 70 miles of, of Bristol Motor Speedway. You're not going to even see the Charlotte Observer there anymore with a full-time person at every single track. That is just the crazy thing about what NASCAR coverage has become. So NASCAR is dependent on the stories that they buy. And because they're buying it, you're not going to hear negativity. Well, it's also amazing to me uh, after, you know, the rumors broke that the France family was looking to sell, how quickly that entire story has been swept under the rug. Yeah, and it really has, uh, along with one juicy morsel that uh, I was able to discover through my Business of Speed podcast when I did a little bit of searching and got to keep my sources uh, on the down low because I don't want to get them in trouble. But the NASCAR, the rest of the France family, wanted to get rid of Brian France so bad that there uh, is some information out there that they had to back up the loans that they got with their own personal fortunes to get Brian France out of this sport. So that's something that is very extraordinary, and you haven't seen a lot of reporting on it. It's been in some of the business-related articles about the sport, but it has not been out there you know, with the, the rank-and-file NASCAR media. And you're right. That story you know, quickly went you know, to the back burners here and i really do think nascar is planning on selling the whole kit and caboodle because otherwise they wouldn't have taken their tracks private and fmi might be involved in the deal because they took their tracks private now as well so it we're going to hear a lot of very interesting things coming in the next year when it comes to nascar ownership but one name you won't be hearing much on is brian france because he's gone all right, well, I'll tell you what. Let's take a quick break here, Dennis. Good stuff as always, and uh, we'll have you on. Can you hang over to the next segment? Absolutely. Fantastic. More Dennis Michelson coming up next on the Final Inspection Show. Final Inspection. Final Inspection. Now, Dennis Michelson of D-Mike Media is here to give us the inside track on NASCAR and the world of short track racing. Hey, welcome back to the Final Inspection Show. Steve Zotke along with 
Jeff. The Polish pipe bomb, Orlowski. Hello. Hello. And Dennis Michelson joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Dennis, did you see that time Majeski won? Uh, dominating the Howie Leto Classic 100 at Madison and uh, held off yep. Andrew Morrissey late. Uh, Andrew Morrissey on several restarts to win with uh, Matt Kenseth finishing fourth. I absolutely love that track. That is, that is such a fun place to go watch uh, late models race or even ARCA or back in the day of the Hooters Prep Cup Series. Um, just great, great racing in Madison. Certainly was in time. Majeski, one of those guys, if this was uh, 1999, 19, if this was in 1979, 89, 99, maybe even 2009, he'd be running full-time in NASCAR right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the other guy that I want to want to give a shout out to is a uh, Milwaukee native that uh, made his truck series debut this week at Bristol and was running up there in the top ten before he got dumped. Young yes. Sam Mayer, a kid whose career I've been following since he was a thirteen year old in go karts. Um, his dad, of course, raced some IndyCar and won uh, at an IMSA race up there at Road America and. Uh, Got to know uh, go know his dad a little bit and featured Sam uh, on an interview when he was all of 13 years old. So uh, great to see uh, that kid. I, I knew he'd be a heck of a talent now to see if he could find the funding to, to get to that next level. It'd be great. Right. He also won the k race at Bristol. And, uh, yeah, it was looking really good, was keeping his drunk, you know, trying to keep his nose clean, and which is hard to do at Bristol. But, yeah, it was looking good. It was running in top t- uh, 10 at the end of the race and got dumped dumped by the 99 so unfortunate for him and uh but unfortunately in the world of nascar that does happen they see yellow stripes on your bumper and they they seem to uh uh don't treat you with the greatest respect do they no no that's uh you know but but respect in nascar you know they they don't always go hand in hand so it, it kind of kind of fits it does also uh, Joe Goss uh, from Green Bay attempted to make the truck race. Uh, unfortunately, missed on time. But boy, was he spectacular doing it! Anybody who who saw that save coming off of four on his final qualifying lap, it was quite spectacular. But as you know, you scrub speed when you do that, even though it looks spectacular. So, best uh, luck to him on his next attempt to make a truck race. Dennis, uh, in the world of NASCAR, what's kind of tripped your trigger lately? Oh, I got really, really irritated um, when I saw that move to eliminate a sponsor in NASCAR. You know, Slayer's not my favorite band out there, although I will mention that we, we, forgive probably, you. Wouldn't have seen the, we <laughs> probably wouldn't have seen a band na- named Disturbed come along if it wasn't for bands like Slayer and Pantera, but I'll you know save that for the musical segment uh, later on in the day. But, you know... It's just ridiculous. This is almost as stupid of banning Slayer from a car as it was for our fair board here in the great state of Illinois, banning the uh, the, the, the country rock group uh, Confederate Railroad from mm-hmm. appearing. Uh, in, in Slayer's case, it's because of their symbol, you know, the symbols that they have and being accused of, of everything from Satanism to you know, being in league with, uh, you know, white supremacists and Nazis. I mean, it's they, there's been nothing but loud 
raucous music, in my opinion. Not my favorite, because the the uh, singer never was all that great, but the guitar riffs were fabulous. But here's the, the idiocy of NASCAR. If this was a big team, they would have allowed it. But Rick Ware Racing, they don't have the clout. So they let other teams decide what happens. And tonight, you'll have guys like Brad Keselowski and other you know, NASCAR Cup regulars walking out to songs at Bristol Motor Speedway that if you look at the lyrics, it'll be about murder and wait a second you can't you can't you can't come on you can't come on this show and base your argument on facts yeah there you go you know and this is the this is the hypocrisy that is nascar and i don't and i don't mean bob bob hypocrisy uh i mean the hypocrisy that is nascar it's just ridiculous you know uh, Right now, we've got to be thankful of any sponsorship that does come. That is a good you know, they've point. Accept, they've accepted bucks from Maxim Magazine. They've, you know, taken advertising from, from just about everything that is not, you know, great Christian-like companies, including Hooters. You know, I mean, come on. You know, Slayer has uh, their farewell tour going on. And what is the harm of, of letting that you know, part of the world find out a little bit more about NASCAR. I just don't see the harm in it. And and that's what I got really upset is that it just doesn't make any sense to me. And besides Skeletons of Society, that was a great song. Oh, I there's mean, so Skeleton. many great songs, Dennis. <laughs> so many, you can't even name them all. And, you know, yes, yeah, Slayer does get a bad rap, you know, because their logo is a pentagram and everything like that. But, you know, like you said, don't let facts get in the way, you know, that the lead singer is a uh, devout Christian man and all that. So, uh, you know, yeah, you want to sit there. You know, it's the same thing with heavy metal. Ozzy Osbourne, he's known as the Prince of Darkness. If you watch the show The Osbournes, there's 8 million crosses hanging all over his house. And you know what? They're hanging the right way and not upside down because he is a God-fearing man as well. So, don't let the facts get in the way of uh, however NASCAR chooses to spin this. But, yes, completely weak. Absolutely weak. Yeah, that was that, that's just been, you know, I don't know. I just I get really upset when they originally had to say yes. And the reason I, I say that somewhere in, at NASCAR originally had to say yes is that paint scheme that was on the car was approved. So somebody approved that paint scheme for it to get that far because you can't do anything in NASCAR today without getting that paint scheme approved in advance. Um, so, you know, just who, who got upset? That's what I want to know. You know, that's, that's part of the story here is who was the one that got involved and will they come walking out with their team, have their driver come walking out to some, you know, rap song that has real offensive lyrics, but we're going to allow it because they were able to clean up 56 or 15 seconds of the clip. Yeah, they were blaming it. They're blaming it on uh, Rick Ware's uh, sponsor partners. But uh, what's the latest at D-Mike Media, Dennis? Well, we're uh, getting involved in uh, some minor league hockey is the latest thing. We're going to be doing some work with the Danville Dashers of the old Federal Hockey League, you know, uh, from the movie Slapshot. That Federal Hockey League still exists. So a little old-time hockey, you know, like 
Toll Blake. Short, Toll Blake. Yeah, <laughs> it, it'll be fun. But uh, more information on just what we'll be doing with them coming up soon. And also, of course, this is fantasy football season. So get all of your hot takes on fantasy football from me at fakepigskin.com. And if that's not enough, we're going to be taking you to the checkered flag of the USF 2000 season with a brand-new podcast with the series points leader, Braden Eves. Great kid out of Ohio. It's going to be a future star in IndyCar, and we'll have him on D-Mike Media the rest of the season and for next year as well. Excellent. Thank you, Dennis. Appreciate it uh, as always. And uh, just to update everybody, the Bristol qualifying, we got Denny Hamlin, of course, on the pole, and then uh, Kyle Larson is your front row at, at Bristol. And when we come back after the Sports Flash at the top of the hour, Robbie Gordon joins the final inspection show. Milwaukee starts your engines. It's time to talk about all things racing. NASCAR, IndyCar, sports cars, and Formula One. This is the Final Inspection Show, presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Now, here's your host, Steve Zockey. And welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway and David Hobbs Honda. Joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, it is Robbie Gordon, a driver and owner of the Speed Energy Stadium Super Truck Series, of course, sponsored by Speed Energy, who will be at Elkhart Lake next week. Uh, welcome to the show, Robbie. Hey, thank you very much. It's, uh, it's good to be on with you guys today. So you're in Charlotte working on all the trucks. How many trucks do you have in inventory uh, for for the series? For the series, we uh, we rotate through 29 trucks. Wow. I didn't think it would be that many. Uh, now, the the last race you were at was Mid-Ohio, correct? Yeah, we did Mid-Ohio last weekend with Xfinity. And the same thing will be coming up to Road America um, this week, uh, or sorry, next weekend. And... Um, with the same group, it should be a lot of fun. No, when yeah. whenever you guys appear any race weekend, I, I always say you guys always steal the sh- steal the show. Because first time I saw you guys were several years ago in Long Beach. I'm in the Honda Hospitality tr- tent, sitting there talking to some buddies, and I hear these V8s you know, out in the track, and then you hear the you hear them rev up, and then you hear silent for a second. And then you hear the woof as you guys are going over the jumps. I'm like, oh, the trucks, the trucks. So I ran out of there so quick and watched you guys. And everybody was. I mean, every if anybody's at the track, when you guys are, are, are driving, practicing, or racing, everybody drops what they're doing to see you guys. That's how exciting you are. And uh, t- tell us what the, the, the genesis of this series was. Well, you know, the, the series, um, you know, it, it, I restarted about seven years ago when I stopped doing the NASCAR program. And, you know, I, I take that as a huge compliment that people run out to watch it, but they do. You know, it's uh, it's pretty cool when you look out at Pit Lane and if we're in Adelaide, Australia, or Long Beach, and you look over to the right after the session, Roger Minsky standing on the fence watching the trucks. You know, that that's a that's a that's a heck of a compliment that we can take him out of his busy schedule and he'll run out <laughs> to check it out and, and watch him. But it's not just them; it's it's Indy car drivers, NASCAR drivers, whatever it may be. They'll run out and take a look at what we're doing, and the series is 
has really um, has really been able to grow in the last seven years. You know, I think um, in 2000, I want to say in 2018, we led all motorsports on YouTube and social media. Nice. Uh, with, with views, and it's just because people want to run there and take a look, and it's a way to to check it out where they you know they may not get the opportunity to see it in person. Yeah, no, the social media thing is fantastic, but you know, for me, I I've seen it on TV. And there is no way in hell that that does does the series justice because when I sat there and saw you guys at Road America, I watched it on TV. I'm like, oh man, this is cool. Yeah, this is great. And then I saw it live, and you know the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. You know you don't believe how high you guys get on those jumps, how far you fly. Uh, just you know they you hit the ground and the whole thing wants to turn sideways. The amount of control that you guys have. It is absolutely phenomenal to see in person. And, you know, yes, the the Twitter videos, YouTube, all that is great, but it does not do you guys justice. Well, hey, thank you. You know, I, I, I feel the same way every time. You know, if I if I pull over and watch trucks, it's kind of like, oh, man, you know, do, do I look like that? And, <laughs> and it's, um, it's pretty cool. You know, it's uh, it's been a fun series to build. Um, you know, the series – existed uh, when I was, was, was a young man or a young kid, actually. You know, I came through the Mickey Thompson series, which is the same series that Rick Mears came out of. Jimmy Johnson came out of the Mickey Thompson series back in the day. And uh, obviously Casey Mears came out of there as well. And now we got, you know, Sheldon Creed came up through Stadium Super Trucks. So we've got our own stars starting to step into to other limelights, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's it it is pretty neat. The the you have a, not only your core drivers but also a rotating drivers like the, the uh, Sheldon Creed, but also uh, Matt Brabham, who's a very very talented young driver who who really should be full time in a series uh, uh, like IndyCar, NASCAR, well, whatever. Well, he is full time in our series. Yeah, well, I know that, <laughs> and I, it, it's awesome because you you think a, a kid from Australia with a road racing background, he really excels in your. It just shows him the talent that he has, and then you know other drivers that have come like ryan eversley who who was uh mid ohio last week is a friend of the show uh you know it's it's neat that, that you're giving opportunities to uh, a lot of drivers throughout different uh motorsports well that's one thing nice about all the trucks being the same you know when greg biffle came out a couple weeks ago and, and he did the first mid ohio i think he finished second in one of the motos and just had a blast you know, I, I saw him earlier this afternoon as well and he's like you know when i drove that truck that was just really cool and it's pretty pretty funny to hear that or, or cool to hear it coming out of an established racer like a guy like Greg Biffle or doesn't matter if it's Travis Pastrana or, or anybody else that jumps behind these trucks. Talking with Robbie Gordon on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, who's going to be up at Road America next week with the Stadium Super Trucks uh, NASCAR Weekend at Road America. Make sure to check out roadamerica.com for tickets and information. Robbie, you were, at, like, like you said, at Mid-Ohio uh, last week. You guys run you know, a few days there, how, how long or how, how battered are those trucks when they get back to the, your uh, shop in Charlotte? Well, you know, um, the way the program works, it's, it's a, it's a franchise based program. And, um, you know, my drivers, they, uh, they are very, very hard on the trucks, uh, which, which makes for an exciting show or an exciting event. You know, uh, if, if everybody jumped behind the wheel and, and was all timid about driving them, but the way the program works is you come in here and you, you, I hate to say bash it up, but you pretty much go full UFC mode racing, and um, and what it is at the end of the weekend, you know, get we get it back fixed and ready, and it produces great races with um, with the the program the way it's set up today. 
So now with running uh, the stadium super truck series and everything, how much happier are you than when you were full-time, you know, as a NASCAR driver? Well, I mean, Hey, I was, I was very fortunate to be a NASCAR in the, uh, in the good days. And I was fortunate enough to be in the good days of, of IndyCar as well, you know, uh, back before the original IRL car split. So I've been able to, um, to be at the, at the right places at the right times, but you know, I, I had a great time running uh, running NASCAR for a long time. But you know, about seven years ago, I I realized, you know, hey, let's let's go ahead and do something new here. And I had uh, I had a partner that was willing to allow me to go off and do any form of motorsport that I wanted. And uh, obviously, uh, you know, I thought the re- bringing back what what was Mickey Thompson would be the coolest thing we could do. Yeah, it's very cool. Mickey Thompson, just one of the the you know the pillars in auto racing with the land speed record stuff he did, uh, plus Indianapolis and then the off road stuff in the sixties and seventies and that. Uh, Robbie, well, b- before we go, just sell us on Road America. What 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 are the fans and listeners going to see uh, next week at Road America? Well, obviously, it's it's always fun to come to Road America, especially um, you know I've had a, a longtime partner, a good friend, John Menard, who's. Uh, who's Wisconsin based with his Menard stores. And we look forward to, uh, to meeting with those guys and, and, uh, and, and all the people that we met throughout the years through the stores and, and all of his customers is always fun. But then, um, you know, at road America, it's just, it's a cool atmosphere, fun outdoor camping. Uh, it's a great event. The people that showed up last year for the event had a blast and, and they were very fun to be around. So this year we got a, we got a ribs with Robbie program going on that, um, the road America is putting on and, you know, the promoters there, Road America, do a wonderful job. They really cater to the fans and cater to the excitement of motorsports. So I think uh, anybody that comes out here in, in about 10 days or uh, for Road America Xfinity SXT weekend, they're going to just have a blast. So what's the one item of food that you got to eat every time you come to Wisconsin? Is it, you know, cheese curds? Is it the brats? What What is it for you? Oh, man. You know, that's a tough choice between the curds and the, and the brats. But, you know, last time I was there uh, – I, I did. Go, I did enjoy going up to the uh, to the stand there and getting me a big old broad. That was cool. Very good, Robbie. We certainly appreciate you taking time out. Looking forward to uh, catching up with you again on NASCAR weekend, and looking forward to see those trucks fly up the straightaway at Road America. Make sure you guys check it out, Robbie. Well, thank you for joining the show. Yeah, cool. Hey, anybody that hasn't seen Stadium Super Truck, check us out on our Facebook or Stadium Super Truck Instagram, and uh, you'll, you'll get an idea of what's going to happen here at Road America. Yeah, and just to add to that, uh, the in-car footage is just spectacular, too. I love that. So <laughs> It's almost like a video game, right? Yeah. Well, hey, question for you real quick. One more. Yeah, okay, you see the in-car. I mean, is there if the driver's meeting, when you guys are going over those ramps, is there any type of, uh, I mean, where you should go if you're following somebody? I mean, how do you not? I mean, it happens once in a while, but how do you not end up on top of someone? Well, I don't know if you saw that last week, you know, with Everson, you know, he did, you know, he did lock tires and uh, with Cole Potts on t- on ramp takeoff, and um, and he did end up going upside down. So uh, that was pretty gnarly uh, from that side of it. Uh, we don't put rules on who we're going to go off the final car, but obviously, uh, try to give your your fellow competitor as much room as possible. All right, very good, Robbie. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you joining the show. Thanks. All right, that was Robbie Gordon on the Midwest Bank Hot, Great Midwest Bank Hotline. You're listening to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove and David Hobbs Honda.
Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove along with our friends at David Hobbs Honda, Steve Zotke along with Jeff Merlowski, the Polish Pipe Bomb, Qualifying, Bristol, Denny Hamlin, and Kyle Larson on the front row. Can we maybe see Kyle Larson do something? It's been a bush. It's been bush, 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 bush last four races. Kyle yeah. and Kurt show. Kyle, Kyle Larson's always been somebody who's, who's done well at Bristol and excelled at Bristol, but it's just not having a good year, is he? No, he's having a terrible year. Uh, it would be great for him, you know, either to win because that would lock him into the playoffs, which he desperately needs, or, uh, you know, he, he needs at least a top three finish out of tonight's race. Will it happen? Who knows? You know, the there's a perpetual black cat that just followed Kyle Larson all season. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. It seems like for him. And, you know, you mentioned the Bush brothers, you got Kurt Bush. Uh, he starts fourth. So he's going to be lined up probably right behind uh, Larson. So mm-hmm. he's going to have his hands full from the start. So, and then Kyle Bush, he's all the way back in 31st, but, uh, you know, with the talent that he's got, uh, and I don't expect him and the car. I don't expect him to stay back there long. Uh, good, uh, you know, bit, tip of the hat. Uh, Guido, Matt D. Burrito, uh, qualified seventh. So that was uh, that's good for him. Ricky Stenhouse, 15th. He usually runs pretty well here. I like this. Uh, Logano, Blaney, and Keselowski, 11th, 12th, and 13th all together. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, nobody can complain about his cars better than mine, can they? <laughs> uh, no, no, they can't. They can't. And, uh, you know, I think the uh, the only one that's going to be nervous there is going to be the owner. I have, I have a great stat. Okay. The track record. Set on July 11th, 1971. 101.074 miles an hour. Might have been fine. Most likely it was caution free. Set by Charging Charlie Glotzback. <laughs> Fantastic. I like that. You know, uh, as a racing geek when I was a kid, I was one who would scroll through NASCAR and USAC yearbooks and look at track records and whatnot. And I, I always thought it was kind of cool when, uh, you know, 20 some years later, whatever, 30 in some places, even more so. That these you know these are track records whether it be you know of course the qualifying ones are you know usually you know every other year you know that keeps going a little bit faster but you know you'd see some oddball ones 200 mile record 100 miles 50 miles whatever sometimes you know there's irregularities and and you know you'd see a guy like you know don uh, don branson who had been dead for many years when i'm looking at this thing you know 30 some years ago and like oh he still holds a record at you know so and so or whatever yeah. And here it is, Charlie Glotzback. Just kind of made me smile. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, you know, looking still at, at qualifying here, we got Jimmy Johnson who qualified 30th. If I put the over and under in in finishing order for Jimmy Johnson at like 15, what what say you? This is interesting because, you know, okay, you start, you're starting back, you switch crew chiefs. He should be in a more comfortable spot. Communication may be an issue still, but is it a situation where you start to press? And if you start pressing at 
Bristol? Do you start making moves you shouldn't? You know, I mean, it'll be in, or or you know, you get sucked up into someone else's wreck, and we were seeing that last night, and also in the truck race where, yep. you know, the closing speeds are so quick. You have somebody you you may be even able to see it ahead of you, but I mean, you're going so fast, there's nothing really you can do. I mean, it looks like the cars, you know. They, they they say on TV. Well, why didn't you steer out of it? Well, you can't. You just it it's the old you know the the cars or trucks are so heavy and you're going so fast. There's nothing you can do. You're gonna get sucked into it. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. I'd like to say <laughs> like to see take the under, but uh, you know twenty bucks. I'm, I'm taking the over at this point. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go under. I uh, until Jimmy Johnson shows something, anything. Well, under you mean under first to fifteenth or yeah? You under, think he's you think he's gonna finish in top fifteen? No. Well, then you gotta take the over. Oh, I see. I'm doing it backwards, kind of. I'm taking the over sixteen through. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I would go the same. I I think he finishes worse than fifteenth place. Okay. There we go. So, uh, so I'll I'm say not an that. experienced gambler like you. Well, you know, I I don't know. I I like to play a little bit, but uh, you know, we'll see. You know, Jimmy Johnson. Uh, you know, he's giving Kyle Larson a run for the money. Obviously, uh, Jimmy is. Uh, you know, he's out of the playoffs now, and yeah. uh, he needs a big day tonight. Or uh, you know, this might be the first time since uh, NASCAR uh, instituted the whole playoff format that Jimmy Johnson's going to be on the outside looking in. Yeah, I'd like to see uh just well, I'd like to see Kyle Larson win, you know, the break up the bush battle thing here. I would too. The last four. I mean he if there's a guy that needs it, but there's other guys too. Ricky Stenhouse, you know, he's he's somebody that could upset those those bubble spots and that, so we'll see what happens. Switching over to IndyCar, uh qualifying for the ABC supply five hundred uh was rained out. They had rain this morning. They're actually on track now and what they decided to do, uh, because of the short practice they weren't able to get out for practice this morning either they said screw it we're not going to qualify we're just going to do a two-hour practice session so they're they're uh, on the track now at Pocono and uh, doing practice so it's going to be uh, uh, Joseph Newgarden uh, on the pole with Alexander Rossi outside for the front row so uh, of course the ABC supply race tomorrow at Pocono should be an interesting race there yeah, it should be. You know, IndyCar at Pocono is is exciting. Well, especially after last year. I don't know. Well, you know, um, you know, we'll see. You know, Pagano starts third, Dixon fourth. Uh, you know, you've got the who's who all sitting up at the top. And uh, you know, is this is this finally the week uh, that you get a, a veteran like Tony Kanan, who he's starting all the way back in nineteenth? Can he make a serious run to? into the top five um you know there's a lot of storylines going on yeah we've been avoiding the rain because it was raining in illinois at springfield they rained out the bettenhausen 100 silver crown race that was going to happen today that's been postponed uh to september 22nd so bob Sargent and his track enterprises who promotes that race of course uh, the silver crown cars last week were in Salem, or two weeks ago were in salem so uh no it was last week time flies in the summer we got so much going on uh, with Cody Swanson winning that race. So that's been postponed too. Yeah. It, uh, you know, when you only have two, two and a half months of good weather <laughs> and you got to cram all this stuff in, you got to cram a year's worth of racing in a two, two and a half months. 
uh, yeah, sometimes you're going to get rained out, and it's a bummer, but uh, hopefully everybody goes to the makeup day for the Bettenhausen race, and uh, that's always a lot of fun. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, yeah, with uh, Pocono, it'll be interesting to see. You know, fast race, and, uh, you know, right now it's, it's, it's going to be a battle for the championship with Joseph Newgard and Alexander Rossi. And, you know, you got Penske and Dreddy, you know, Honda versus Chevrolet. Uh, it's going to be, you know, I mean, they cancel qualifying, but you got the two, the, the two big guys battling for the championship. Can't count out your buddy, Simon Pagenaud. Yeah, you know, friend of the show, Simon Pagenaud. It's going to be one hell of a start, and I think the first ten laps is uh, is going to be telling. But uh, but the entire race should be good, and uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully it uh, yeah. it turns out to be an exciting race. We're we're talking about last week with the with the hybrid, you know, electric cars coming mm-hmm. to IndyCar, and of course some of the. Some of the some of the guys that are not staying up on technology going, yeah. Did you hear IndyCar's going electric in 2022? And so everybody's going, oh, you mean like uh, electric? You know. So they think it, it's like no, no, no. It's hybrid. It's a hybrid car. It's like what Formula One is now with with Kurs units and whatnot, where you re where you're recycling the energy and using that energy uh, for your power base and that. So it's it's not they're not going like formula e with electric cars so well word to nascar please never ever <laughs> ever do anything slash hybrid please never hey you know what time it is what time is it steve it's time for the 13th annual perkins restaurant and bakeries fan charity golf outing to benefit give kids the world so coming up on september 25th at the beautiful western lakes golf club in Pewaukee, it's your chance to golf with us the guys from the fan and other local celebrities. So for just $125, you get a great day of golfing and a cart too. And we'll provide breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So you get breakfast from Perkins, which is fantastic. Yes, please. Roberts Specialty Meats, if you've ever golfed or been to Roberts, they have some of the fantastic meats oh, around. Yeah. And then dinner from Saz's. So who doesn't like Saz's? So you get all the details and you can sign up at 1057fmthefan.com, so make sure you check that out. Western Lake, sounds like there's a lot of water on that course. That uh, That is definitely trouble for pipe bomb. Yeah, and me too, so i got to bring extra balls for that one. Yeah, yeah, make sure you get all the balls. <laughs> <laughs> so let's take a quick break now, and when we come back, we'll be talking with Eddie Lapine. Coming up next on the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, along with David Hobbs Honda. This is Final Inspection with Steve Zockey. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by David Hobbs Honda. Make sure to check out davidhobbs.com for all the latest in new and used vehicles. And, of course, Great Lakes Dragway, the the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. And uh, make sure you check out today because uh, this is what you've been waiting for. It's the all-out nitrous streetcar brawl. Gates opened up today at 9 o'clock. Eliminations begin a little bit at 3 o'clock. Feature show starts at 5, spectators $25, kids age 10 through 15 $10. And, of course, as always, 
kids under the age of nine are free and uh, they'll be racing all day at Great Lakes Dragway. Make sure you check that out. That's the Chicago Wise Guys, the Nostalgia Pro Stocks, Muscle Cars, Gassers, Door Slammers, you name it. And uh, it's it's a pretty neat event. Lots of action, like I said, on the track and off the track. Good food, too, right, Jeff? Oh, Great Lakes is unbelievable. They put on a hell of a show week in, week out. Uh, we can't, you know, thank them enough for their support for the final inspection show. But, uh, you know, we wouldn't sit there and uh, just gush over that place if we didn't believe in it as well and uh you get down there you will have a great time it's fun for the whole family bring the kids bring the wife bring the girlfriend bring all of them it uh you will have have a blast yeah it's a lot of fun speaking of fun joining us on the great midwest bank hotline from racingnation.com it is eddie lapine welcome to the show eddie hey guys uh, i'm on my way to the airport i'm coming to great lakes dragway right now <laughs> nice nice you bet and uh you know this is uh, a this this is what this is the time of year. Everything seems like it's happening at once. We got uh, NASCAR at Bristol. We have uh, IndyCar in Pocono, and a plus uh, also out in uh, Monterey, the IMSA or uh, 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 the Monterey Historics are out there. And a pretty cool thing. I just posted on, on the Facebook the TFI the final inspection page on Facebook, and they did a reunion photo of the IMSA cars at uh, at Monterey like they always do once a year, whatever the the the, the mark is. And uh, it, it's a pretty cool photo, uh, Eddie. And of course, you got the you know the Daytona prototypes. You have a Lexus on the front there. Um, the Audi, of course, your your favorite, the Audi R8 LMP and one. Uh, it's and one of my favorites, the BMW CSL and uh, Parker Johnstone's uh, Comptech Acura prototypes on the front row. And then of course, you got some 956s. You got a Toyota GTP 935s. I mean, just the cars we grew up with, uh, with well, growing up with uh, IMSA in the in the sixties or seventies, eighties, and nineties, wasn't it? Well, I mean, you know, they're celebrating their fiftieth anniversary of racing, and it's been quite a year this year uh, in, in the racing world at M, in IMSA, and it's really cool that they're doing that at Monterey. That is such a great event. It, it's it's become epic every year. It just gets better and better. It's another bucket list people. If they've never mm-hmm. been out there, I mean, the weather is always perfect for that event. Yeah. Yeah. It usually is. I mean, uh, it seems like the, you know, when I was out there too, the weather was absolutely spectacular. I mean, it was maybe in the mid eighties, but it was, uh, it, was, it wasn't humid at all. It was a dry and it was very, very comfortable and not a cloud in the sky. And, and, uh, Fortunately, I missed the fog that can come in in the early morning or in the evenings. But, uh, yeah, a lot of fun out there. And, of course, they're doing a Formula Ford reunion out there, too. They got a bunch of Formula Fords out there. And, and just a really, really cool event. And you've been out there. I think you were – when was the last time you were out there? Was it last year or the year before? Yeah, I've been last year and then Rensport. Uh, no, that was maybe two years. Rensport was last okay. year. It's uh, nice to be home for once. <laughs> but uh, that is one event that uh, definitely is a great event to go to. They really do a great job out there. Yeah, and of course the the IMSA celebrating 50 years book too. That's a really neat thing. And and uh, yeah, that Parker Johnstone Comtech, uh, uh, that number 49 Acura, uh, that was a quite quite a special prototype too, wasn't it? Oh, I mean it was just and the color too. Yeah, it certainly Orange. got your attention. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. You know, it's good to see all those guys enjoying. I mean, and and the fans enjoying those cars all in one spot like that. I mean, it's you know, fifty years of history right there. This sure. Weekend, and you know, it's the place to be. But we're where we're supposed to be. Yeah. Oh, uh, and uh, speaking of IMSA, the uh, that GT battle is uh, certainly heating up uh, in IMSA today, isn't it? Oh, definitely. I mean, and it feels like, you know, Ford really wants to make a stand uh, being this is going to be the last year for the product. I mean, the Ford uh, GT. So they're really pushing Porsche and Porsche is pushing back. And, you know, I mean, BMWs, they're all in the mix. They're so close. I know everybody complains, the drivers, about balance of performance and doing stuff. But when you look at the timesheets and you see, a tenth of a second separating these cars at qualifying, and they'll be racing next weekend at the VIR, just the GT class. So it, it's it's why it's really cranking up to be a great another great season in IMSA, especially on the 50th anniversary of. Yeah, we had Joey Hand on when when they did the GT uh, only uh, race at Lime Rock, and it's because you know especially at Lime Rock is it's such a you know twisty. Uh, track it, it it bodes better for the GTs anyways than those powerful prototypes. But uh, uh, VAR, uh, kind of walk us through with uh, the with how you know how the people in the paddock uh, think of those GT only races. Well, I mean, you know, because these are the cars are driving on the streets, and mm-hmm. you know, you get that fan base. And VAR is such a beautiful facility. I mean, it's like a country club, and uh, that's. You know, the people are embracing it as we were a couple weeks ago at Road America when they were there and they had the new uh, Corvette, the Mm mid-engine for next year. And I'm sure they'll have it there and bringing a lot of Corvette fans and getting them pumped up for next year because Porsche will have a new car, Corvette's going to have a new car. So they're all really getting amped up already for the 24-hour of Daytona and we're not even done with this season yet. Yeah, that should be pretty exciting. I mean, it's, you know, and if you look at the development of the C8 Corvette, they pretty much had gone as far as they could go, didn't they? Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is something that's been in the pipeline for several years now, and this is the direction they wanted to go. And, you know, let's face it, they want to they wanna be competitive, Um with the you know with with the street market too and i mean to hit the market with a sixty thousand dollar mid-engine car i mean it, it's the, the orders are just off the charts mm-hmm. for yes. that car right it certainly is and then uh we have formula one and uh there's been uh well i guess the the main seat that's kind of up for grabs or maybe up for, for grabs is that number two mercedes seat but uh, Valtteri Bottas, uh, are we going to see him in that seat next year? Or could we see Ocon in there or somebody else in that uh, driving next to Lewis uh, Hamilton? To be quite frank, I mean, I can't believe Ocon's sitting out um, right now. I mean, I, I think he's, I, I think he's going to be in the seat. They haven't made the announcement, but my sources and just when I'm hearing the rumblings, which I'm really shocked. I, I you know, I mean, Botas has done a, a very good job, and he's there. But, 
you know, these slight mistakes and not getting the points, the maximum points. I mean, let's face it, if you look at the point standings, Mercedes is crushing it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but uh, Total Wolf, uh, the guy that runs the whole deal, is like, you know, we want somebody to be more competitive than what he is doing right now with Botas. And, and I think Ocon is definitely the guy. I mean, it, it, it's hard to believe that it's the summer break and we're talking about driver silly season already. And I, it just doesn't, you know, help the whole situation as it is because puts a lot, I mean, he's had a lot of pressure the last couple races and the, the pressure really, you could see he's making mistakes. So it, it doesn't help when you're the guy that's running the team is down on you already. And it puts that added pressure. And quite frankly, I think the only way Formula One would be interesting right now is if you put Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton on the same team, then we would probably have something to talk about every day or every race. Sure. Because I I just, it's the same with Pierre Gasly stepping down from Red Bull to go to the junior Toro Rosso. Mm -hmm. Um, Pierre was, I, I thought he was going to be the guy. And A lot of people did. Nobody. Yeah. Oh, I really did. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's a shame. Um, but, uh, you know, racing is brutal. Um, I thought Ocon was even going to go to Haas for a while there because I think there were some rumblings. I still can't believe Roman Grosjean is still well, me Haas, too. quite frankly. I mean, I think everybody's in shock. Anybody that watches the Netflix Formula One and everybody that knows what's going on in Formula One, that he still has a seat with all the mistakes he's made. And I thought they were waiting to see if if uh, Ocon was going to be available. But Mercedes just, I think, they have no other choice. They got to put him in the ride, and I don't. It's going to be an odd man out for Mister Botas. Yeah, well, and it looks that way that Botas might be out because he he says he's he's looking for what his options are, and he's he says he has a plan B and a plan C. What that is at this point, you know, remains to be seen. But you know, to be honest, ain't going to be good as that Mercedes seat. So, you know, it's. You know, with yeah, with his age, I mean, this is this a situation where he got his chance at the top car, and now he's going to be one of these guys that will be just. I mean, he's he's a definitely of of a, a, a F one quality driver, but those sh- that that shot at the that A team is is done, isn't it? Well, I mean, once you're you lose that, I mean, he started at Williams, and you know, I mean, he's really a good driver, and Mercedes brought him up, and. You know, and now he's gotten to that. And quite frankly, it's just like, you know, when we go back in time, when Michael Schumacher, you know, I mean, everything is done around that main guy, whether you believe it or not. And if you want to say there's a number one and a number two driver there, you know, I mean, there's a Lewis Hamilton, that's his team. And I'm not the biggest fan of Lewis Hamilton, but I'll tell you, he has risen beyond I ever thought he would. Mm-hmm. And he's definitely, every time he's been challenged, he just steps it up a notch. I, sometimes I don't even know where he gets it from. It's amazing. But it's, you know, I mean, and that's what racing's about. Yeah. Is, you know. 
performance. Well, the Albon Gasly uh, uh, swap is is intriguing, and you know, with with Verstappen staying at Red Bull, and you know, so we got a lot of moving parts. But it'll be interesting to see what happens to Botas. I, I think I, I I thought it would be kind of cool, especially with the, with the, what they have for teams in F in F one. I always thought it'd be kind of cool if they had a third car for like four races a year, and every mm-hmm. team, and they could stagger the the cars. So there well, like would used to do in the old days. Yeah, so you would you know like like Mercedes, and you would key up on your home races. So for Mercedes, they would have a, a three car team for Austria, German, Germany, and then sure. maybe maybe uh, uh, you know for Patronus, you know for their sponsor or something, and then maybe a fourth one. And they could run four races, and then you could stagger them like between. So have no more than four car team four teams with that third person, so they all can't. You know, and then with the exception of Monaco, Monaco because of the tightness of the course and everything, you just it it's you know just the two drivers. But every other one you can expand, and so that way you you can have at least you know twenty two, twenty four cars in a race. I always thought, and now's a way to get those that that third person, you know that that third driver, the test driver, you know some real some real uh, driving time. Oh sure. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it'd like... be a neat idea, but you know we'll see what happens. Well, they don't, they don't listen to me. <laughs> wow, they don't want to, you know. I mean, to throw that other car on too. It's not like the old days. I mean, wow, the, oh, this the is cost true. factor is right. just epic. You know, to run another car would be just unbelievable. What they're spending now. <laughs> so I'm sure that you know they don't want to cut into their prize money and their guaranteed money. Right. All right, let's take a quick break, Eddie. Why don't you hang on over to the, the break, and then when we come back, we're, we're going to do some, a little more. We'll tidy up the show, and, uh, and we'll go over with the schedule, and then uh, we'll do our picks coming up next on the Final Inspection Show. Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, along with David Hobbs Honda. Steve Zatke, along with Jeff Lelowski, the Polish Pipe Bomb, and joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, of course, from RacingNation.com, it is Eddie Lapine. Eddie, welcome back. Hey, thanks, guys. And uh, your version today. Yeah, well, it's a rare, rare home, home, uh, home for the weekend for Eddie Lapine. Who's always out and about? And last week uh, you were out west a little bit, weren't you? Yeah, I was going to go to Monterey, but instead I went to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Well, who lives? Let me family see. R and R. Who lives in Albuquerque? I know you're always. Bugs Bunny well, always so, says he should take the. He should have taken a left at Albuquerque. I think it is right. Well, it, it started uh, at Amelia Island about six, seven years ago. I think. Bobby Kinzer used to come into our booth at Amelia Island, and he said, if you're ever in Albuquerque, Eddie Lupine, come look me up, and we'll have lunch. And I'm like, how many times have I heard that, and I never talked to anybody again? Mm-hmm. And a week before, I gave him a jingle and said, well, I'm going to be in Albuquerque, Bobby. And he's like, come on over. So um went over to the Unser Museum, which was, I, I never expected it was that nice. I mean, it, it's really incredible, the history of the Unzer family um, in racing. And 
cars and everything, and it was just blown away. You can go to their website. Awfully friendly people. Oh, yeah. Um, Everybody loves Uncle Bobby. Everybody. Um, So then I went to the museum and checked out the museum and made my way over to Lisa and Bobby's house. And uh, lo and behold, uh, we went and had lunch and just shot the breeze with Bobby Unser. It doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, I I mean, he was telling me about the Milwaukee Mile and driving the Superbird there. So it was it was a really cool. I'll actually. Uh, did he show you? I'm sorry. Did he show you the 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 grandfather clock you won at Milwaukee? He showed me the. I got <laughs> I got the tour of the memorabilia, <laughs> and uh, I was just. I think we, between Bobby and Lisa, they have everything he ever used racing. <laughs> Well, here, here, here's a story on the grandfather clock. So, you know, State Fair, the drivers loved coming to Milwaukee during State Fair. They'd have three races. They've had you know, two IndyCar races or two uh, two stock car races and an IndyCar race during State, State Fair, especially during the 70s. Now, obviously, it changed around a little bit of that. But anyways, so a lot of the guys were, uh, they, they'd, they'd come up to State Fair uh, and, and they'd stay for the week. So they'd come in Sunday and, and they'd race and then they'd, hang around at state fair for a couple of days. They'd have a stock car race on Thursday and then another race the following uh, Sunday. So they, 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 they loved it. You talk to AJ, uncle Bobby, Al, all these guys, they loved it. And, uh, so Bobby is going around and he, he, he sees this guy with, with these grandfather clocks and, you know, and Bobby's a little bit of a hustler. He's like, you know, uh, how are you doing? He goes, Oh, okay. He goes, you know what you should do? Uh, you know, to create some publicity is, is, you know, offer one of these as a prize for anyone who breaks the track record. And the guy goes, Hey, that's a good idea. So what happens? Bobby goes on, <laughs> breaks the track record in the, in the red Superbird, the Ray Nickel Superbird. And guess who got a new grandfather clock? Bobby Unzer. And I, uh, I did ask him that last year. I said, you still got that thing? He goes, Oh yeah, I still do. <laughs> 1977. He's got a picture of him with it. He's got the grandfather clock in the, uh, memorabilia room. Um, got the, I mean, everything from that era. I mean, I thought it was just amazing because, you know, my, my dad took me to the Milwaukee mile. That was my first race I went to in the early seventies. And, uh, here I am sitting with, you know, I mean, and those were the cars back then. Sure. That, that Superbird, when that car came out, and we actually did an interview with Bobby that Jeff will be working on to get it, uh, you know, edited and everything. And Bobby talked about that and how he loved the fair and hanging out. He wouldn't even leave. He said the team would go down there to, out to eat, but he would just hang out there and get free food. hey it's time for it's time for picks we're running a little late on time here eddie okay uh let's see we got pocono and bristol let's go uh let's go bristol uh who 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 do you like the bush it's been all bushes last four races at bristol um yeah i mean you gotta go with kyle yeah i'm going with kyle yeah and Jeff? Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Eric Amarola Ooh. finds victory lane. I'm going to be dumb and pick Kyle Larson. All right. Well, that won't last long, but, uh, you know, then you can a just. Dennis, 
Dennis Dennis picked chalk. He went with uh, Kyle Busch. Well, of course, but you know, we'll see. Yeah. Kyle Busch has a long way to get to the front, starting all the way back where he is in thirty uh, first. So, you know, it won't take him long, but uh, he'll definitely be a factor before the end of the race for sure. All right, and then we got Pocono. Yeah, Eddie, who you like at Pocono? Oh man, that's a. I'll tell you, they've got no practice. They're just on the track right now for practice. Both they're lining up with points. I'm going to go with Joseph Newgarden from the pole. From the pole. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go. Give me Scott Dixon this week. Okay, Scott Dixon. That's a good pick. Scott Dixon. I am going to go with Rossi. All right. All right, well, yeah, none of us have picked anybody that starts below the fourth spot Interesting. in uh, in the race. So we all kind of went chalk on this one. Let's uh, just hope it's a safe race. Yes, that's, <laughs> yes, very good, especially after what happened earlier in the week. One. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right, well, uh, Eddie Lapine, make sure you check out his stuff along with Jack Webster at RacingNation.com. Pretty cool stuff, road racing stuff and more. And, uh, Eddie, thanks for joining the show. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Have a great weekend. You too. All right. You've been listening to the Final Inspection Show brought to you by legendary Great Lakes Dragway and David Hobbs Honda. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.